Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Law Talk Radio. This is your host, Nick Augustine. This show is brought to you by Law Publicist Communications, a full-service public relations agency headquartered downtown Chicago, Illinois, and serving greater Chicago, Denver, Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. Here at Law Publicist Communications, we put you on the map and keep people talking about you and your firm. We also offer consulting and traditional practice management, especially good for attorneys starting law firms or those who find themselves in transition. Today's guest is attorney James Edward Thompson. He's well known for helping attorneys get on track, earning more clients through simple cost-effective activities. Jim retired from the law practice after a successful career as a trial lawyer, and today Jim helps young and seasoned lawyers get more clients and grow their client base. Jim speaks to groups in the Chicago area on referral marketing, systems development, and the tremendous opportunities offered through video marketing. We do want to welcome our callers today and let you know that we have a great show for you, and you may call in with your question, comment, or counterpoint at area code 917-889-9732. Again, that number is 917-889-9732. Then press option 1 to be placed in queue. Telephone number, uh, again, is 917-889-9732. And when calling in, please mute your phone while waiting to make a comment so that we can avoid background noise. By way of short disclaimer, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on the show does not constitute legal advice, and results may vary based on your facts and location. Communication with attorneys on the show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship. Our programming is politically neutral and objective. Counterpoints to views expressed are always welcomed. Law Talk Radio is produced by Law Publicist Communications, an ALRPRA incorporated agency. Law Publicist or Law, Law Talk Radio does not necessarily endorse all the opinions expressed by guests, and finally, all callers remain confidential and rights to this broadcast are reserved. By way of subject matter, the Lawyers Marketing Resource, the Midwest Consulting Group, and the Get Clients Now programs are various channels through which retired trial lawyer Jim Thompson helps lawyers unlock the mystery to attorney marketing, referral, client generation. Through several hands-on approaches, Jim teaches young and seasoned attorneys how to get more clients. Jim is a monthly Law Talk Radio guest, and on this episode of the Lawyer's Toolbox, we're going to talk a little bit about networking events. From finding the best high payoff events and even creating your own events, Jim will share some tips and experience in launching new relationships. So, Jim, why don't you take it away and tell us everything you want to on networking? <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty broad introduction. Open, yeah, open-ended. You, hey, you have yeah, the floor, uh, sir. Okay, I appreciate that, and um uh, I appreciate your inviting me to be on the uh, radio program this afternoon. Um, possibly the first thing, and I know the press release went out, and we're going to talk about some networking stuff and, and get into that. But one of the things maybe, and we've talked about some of these things before uh, on previous sessions, and hopefully um, I won't be redundant. Some of the things I'll talk about we'll probably um, have talked about before, but hopefully we'll, like I said, add some new things. And maybe what I'd like to do is maybe just start out and and give a definition of, uh, of uh, networking. And it, this is not my definition. And those that have been on the, and have heard me speak before know that I'm I'm a, a big fan of uh, Bob Berg and the book that he wrote, uh, Endless Referrals. And basically, uh, Endless Referrals is, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best. Uh, and most basic books as far as networking, learning how to network, and also developing your networking activities into um, 
referrals that get you the business that you need. But let me just um, start out by uh, mentioning the uh, his definition, and I like this quite frankly. It's an arrangement of people crossed at regular intervals by other people. Now, I don't know what that means, so forget that part. But then it goes. he goes on to say, all of whom are cultivating mutually beneficial give and take win-win relationships with each other. And I think that's kind of the key when we're talking about networking events is developing mutually beneficial relationships. When um, I talk to folks, um, both lawyers and non-lawyers, about the um, the networking events and, and, and some of the things that are going on with regard to networking. And let me say this, quite frankly, I think the um, uh, dynamics has, has changed quite a bit in the last two or three years that I've seen people out networking. I know when I used to go to networking events, um, I'd see people actually standing at the door shaking hands and uh, passing out their business cards. Um, and you don't see that as much anymore. I think people are starting to learn uh, networking, networking techniques. Uh, they're going to courses or reading books, and they're trying to learn really what networking is all about. And again, it's not um, going to an event, uh, be it a chamber of commerce or uh, some other type of uh, sponsored networking event, and, and giving out as many business cards as you can give out and getting as many business cards as as, as you can get. Um, it's actually, uh, quite frankly, as Berg says, developing um, the relationships. And, and we're going to talk about that in probably a much greater detail. But when, when people talk about networking, um, uh, again, I want, I want people to understand that, that when you go out and you're going to a networking event, the real key, and if you keep this in the back of your mind, the real key is to go out and begin to develop relationships. And I say begin to because, um, and I especially get comments from people who are somewhat new to going out and networking who will come up to me and say, well, you know, I went to this networking event last night and I didn't get any business the next day. And I kind of look at them like, yeah, that's right. Nobody's going to give you any business from the first time you go to a networking event, or very rarely. It may happen on occasions because, quite frankly, you're going to a networking event to begin to build um, the trust, the relationship with folks. Uh, obviously, what we're, we'll talk about is the networking uh, model to begin having people know, like, and trust you. And uh, they just can't come to know you on the first meeting. Uh, it's going to take more than one. It may take 20, 25 meetings before somebody may actually um, give you business. The other thing that I hear, uh, and I want to kind of clear up quite frankly right away, is, well, I, I go to these networking events, and I see the same people over and over again. And I, I look at them and again say, that's great, because what you want to do and want to be doing is, is building up that relationship with people. So how does that relationship develop? It begins by seeing them over and over and over again. And, and hopefully when you go to networking events that you're seeing maybe 60% of the same people you've seen at the events and the other 40% or so 
uh, are new people that are coming in, like you may have been coming into the networking events, and you start to get to know them. And so as you go to the same networking events, you're going to obviously see the same people. You're going to meet new people. So, um, and of course, this this varies a lot. There's some networking groups that that meet once a month, or some that meet every other week, some meet you know weekly. But uh, the, the the thing about networking is the idea that you're going into it with with the, the ultimate objective of meeting people that you can begin to do business with, but when you excuse me when you're thinking about going in and beginning to do business with them, um, you got to be a giver. And we'll talk more about that as as we progress in the, in the call. But you got to go in with the idea too that you're not just there to uh, get business from someone or get referrals for someone or from someone, you are there actually and probably more importantly to be in a position to give people um, that you come in contact with uh, referrals. And having said that, um, you know, the, 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 the whole thing about networking and, and getting to know people is um, just that. You've you got to develop a way, a system, if you will, that is going to um, bring you the best results. There's only so many networking events, so many events that you can go to in a given week, a given month. So um, you need to, to be very selective. You need to start to think about uh, what type of events are going to um, give me the best return on my time. Uh, are they chamber events? Are they... Uh, other type of networking events, and, and quite frankly, when people are starting out, they may not know the type of events that they uh, want to go to, so it's going to be a trial and error. You may go to an event and, and really feel like uh, it wasn't the type of an event for you. You didn't feel comfortable. Um, you didn't meet people that you really kind of want to get to know, so you might want to cross that particular event off your list and, and look for other events. There's certainly enough events around. I know in the Chicago area, um, and you might want to help me with this, Nick, I think it's called Network Monkey uh, or Networking Monkey. Which, That's right. That's uh, Networking puts Monkey. Out, puts out a lot of um, networking events in and around the Chicago area. Uh, the various chambers of commerce uh, will uh, uh, be holding uh, networking events and a lot of a lot of chambers you can go to you can go to a lot of their events and and just find out if that's the type of chamber that uh, you'd feel comfortable with if the type of chamber you want to fit in with um, and again um, I know down here uh, where we're located uh, there's five or six different chambers of commerce which are all great um, and you know you can't obviously. Um, and my my thing with chambers is if you're going to be a member of a chamber, um, you have to be willing to serve on committees to work. You just can't go into a chamber, sign up, and think all of a sudden that people just because you're a chamber member are going to start giving you business. So. If you're going to join a chamber, I would certainly suggest that you go to two or three or four of their events. Find someone that uh, might uh, be a member of that chamber 
that you want to go to and have them invite you. And you may find that you really like a particular chamber, it's close to your home, uh, et cetera, or you don't like that particular chamber, you don't fit in, go to another one. But there are so many networking events out there that one of the things that you need to start doing is thinking about where you would fit in. What what are you looking for as an attorney? Are you um, have you been practicing for a long time, or are you a brand new attorney? We'll talk about the attorneys in transition, um, Nick, in a little bit, but and, and doing your own uh, networking events. But um, one of the things I would certainly suggest that if you are uh, practicing and have been in practice for a while, you don't want to go to the type of an event where there's all the same type of attorneys. If you don't want to go to an event where everyone there is a domestic relations attorney or you don't want to go to an event, aside from getting CLE credits, et cetera, but, you know, because that's not going to be the type of an event that's, that's going to probably, um, although it's good camaraderie and good friendship and sharing stories and more stories and things of that nature, it's not going to be the type of an event that uh, or networking event that, uh, you're going to probably get any business out of. Uh, a, uh, an estate and will planning attorney probably will want to try to go to some type of CPA meeting, some type of financial planner meeting. So depending on the type of practice you have, uh, you need to be very selective in where you're going to go out and begin networking. Some networking events, um, uh, they make they cost you fifty, sixty, seventy dollars an event. There's a lot of them out there that are free. There's a lot of them that you go and just pay for lunch, and that type of thing. So again, uh, economics comes into play. Uh, again, your time comes into play. So be very selective as you're starting out and just starting out into the networking, um, getting out, out into doing networking. Obviously, um, you want to probably go to as many events as you possibly can. Uh, to get a feel for the type of events you want to go to. The other thing I would suggest is that talk to people, talk to your friends, talk to your um, fellow lawyers, fellow business, uh, the type of businesses you're in, um, and ask them where they go for networking events and what do they do, what seems to work for them. Ask them to invite you to the events that they go to, and then you'll get a feel as to, what is going to be most comfortable for you. You don't want to go to an event or any type of an event, networking or whatever, where you feel uncomfortable because obviously, let me say this, you're sure you're going to feel uncomfortable when you go to your first networking event, you go to the first two or three, you don't know anybody and that type of thing. And that's why I kind of suggest that you go with someone that, that you may know. That will make the introduction for you, make it a lot easier to go. But there, you, you'll get more comfortable as you go um, to these different events and you meet people you know, you'll see people that, that you've met the, the last uh, time around and, and that type of thing. So you'll get a lot more comfortable with it. It's, it's, it is. It's an uncomfortable feeling when you first go into an event where, uh, or any type of meeting where you don't really know anybody. But again, try to get someone that will invite you to these events. Talk to people. Find out what events are out there. Uh, this type of thing. So um, any, any thoughts, Nick, uh, on, on what we've talked about so far? Well, first I'd like to say that I do agree with uh, everything that you're suggesting, and it's true. You need to – it is time-intensive to 
make and grow different relationships. And you, you'll find out who you really like to do business with and who you like talking to as you continue to go to events. So I have, um, well, I can say that everything that, that Jim says is true uh, in the sense that my own experience, having started doing this probably more than 10 years ago and consistently keeping up with people over time, um, it's that's really the key to getting it done. And I look forward to hearing more about, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the article that I wrote for Law Bulletin on the, the uh, d- different ways that uh, people can create their own events too, which is a very uh, nice thing as well. So we're going to pause uh, just shortly though for our first set of commercial uh, commercial messages and then we will be back with our second segment and talk with Jim Thompson a little bit more on different ways that we can network and uh, build our referrals. So our first commercial uh, sponsor is the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Your business may be exposed to liability if your marketing materials and slogans infringe on another's intellectual property. When you need the right legal services to advance your creativity, yet guard against trademark infringement, call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings Brig Law Firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm, serving national corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, internet law, and advertising law. You can find the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme by visiting www.nkdlaw.com and also by searching for the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme on Facebook. The law office of Nancy K. Ducharme is there to help you with your advertising copy review. You can get in touch with Nancy today by visiting nkdlaw.com, also by calling the telephone number, area code 708-444-7900. Again, that's 708-444-7900. And our second commercial sponsor is Steve Fretzen and Sales Results Incorporated. If you're an attorney who's struggling with developing your book of business, try calling Sales Results. For over six years, Sales Results has been trying and helping two attorneys to double or even triple their books through the Sales Results Business Development Coaching Programs. Call us at 847-317-1575. Again, that's 847-317-1575. Or visit Sales Results at www.salesresultsinc. That's salesresultsinc.com. Now back to our Law Talk Radio program. We do have some callers on the line. If you wish to make a comment, please press 1 on your handset to raise your hand on our switchboard. Otherwise, we'll assume that you're there to listen. And we also want to let you know that if you want, you can always give us your feedback on programming through our Facebook fan page. If you go to Facebook and type in Law Talk Radio, you will find us there so you can make your comment. So we are now going to go back to... Jim Thompson and talk a little bit more about networking and building those referral relationships. And in our second segment, Jim is going to continue. Um, and at some point, we'll talk about my favorite, which is creating your own events. But, uh, you know, Jim, Networking Monkey you brought up is, again, a, a good resource that I use and agree with. Um, you know, there are other ways to, to find some of these events. I'll, I'll suggest that um, a lot of events are on LinkedIn and Facebook on a lot of law school alumni groups, Jim. Yeah, there really is no shortage of uh, networking events out there. And quite frankly, it seems like every day uh, there's different networking uh, venues that, 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 that pop up and 
come to my attention and what I'll normally do is, is if I uh, come across a networking event that I think might be beneficial to people that I know or different uh, lawyers or different other businesses that I work with, um, I'll certainly make the recommendation uh, or let them know that those those are events that are, are going to be out there and that's something that they need to be, be going to. And on the other end of the spectrum, I have people who um, – feed information to me, if you will, and say, well, Jim, there's a there's an event up in Naperville that or in Wheaton or in Joliet or wherever that you might be interested in going to. And uh, if I can, I'll certainly check that out. And if I find that it's a, benef a beneficial uh, event, um, and I have a number of different criterias for, for what a, an event may or may not do for me or do for some of my clients, um, I'll certainly pass that word along. You know, Nick, you mentioned, and we might want to just go ahead and, and talk about this now, and then we'll talk about some of the other things, uh, creating your own networking events. And, and I know you had written an article um, in your Attorneys for Transitions uh, uh, talking about attorneys, uh, and it goes for anyone else who may not be an attorney, creating their own event. Uh, and, and do you want to just uh, let me have some of your thoughts, and then we'll, we'll talk about that. Are you out there, or do we have a technical difficulty? There we go. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. I, I didn't know whether we were switching the switch the wrong way. Sorry about that. Um, I <laughs> just wanted to first uh, get, pay tribute to Larry Hoffman, who is an attorney in Long Island, New York, who originally shared with me the idea that I'm continuing to to promote to people. And that idea is to create your own events and invite people to those events. So one of the things that I learned from Larry, the lawyer, and again his name is Larry Hoffman. He's in New York. Uh, he talked about finding attorneys and uh and when he was explaining he said using uh let's say personal injury attorneys would invite um other colleagues of theirs and also invite some surgeons and doctors other people they deal with professionally and get referrals from and they had them come to uh skybox baseball games and uh you know things at restaurants but they the point is that they were all social events and um usually involving you know food and drink and it gets people to, uh, you know, take off the professional face a little bit and uh, get to know each other as human beings with a, a something in common to think about, like baseball. Uh, you know, it's a it's a different type of an atmosphere. Uh, and the thing that I really liked was the idea of inviting some of the sponsors and allowing or inviting some of the individuals and some of the the key individuals were offered sponsorship opportunities where they could uh, sponsor towards the events. So actually, during these events, when I was asking about financing, um, he said that oftentimes he doesn't have to pay anything and or he makes money doing these. So th those when my article that I wrote about, I talked about that and uh, but talked about different um, different ways you can uh, schedule events and what type of themes and attitudes you're going to get. You know, for example, um, if you're if you're at a 
a, a bar or a restaurant, you're more likely to have interpersonal conversations with people one-on-one. Um, you, you know, if you're at a baseball, anyone who's been to a skybox just knows that the communication style is a little bit different there. So if you have a whole bunch of people in common, you've got that team thing going on. And if the team that you're, you know, watching, whether you're going to a Cubs or a Sox or, a, you know, game wherever – uh, you have that thing in common, and, and you know if you take pictures and capture that event, send it out to people later. Um, and just promote these events as being these fun things that people look forward to and they get together. Uh, it's a little different than a typical chamber after hours. Um, and the other thing my other thought was that um, what I'm seeing a lot of these days are people going through these law school alumni groups on LinkedIn and young lawyers just sending out messages to different people saying, hey, let's all just get together and uh, chat. And it's, you know, you buy your own uh, drinks or if you have a bunch of people committed to going, you can talk to the venue or the bar or the restaurant about, you know, different specials you can get because you're bringing in a group and maybe you'll get a special spot for it. But again, those are just um, some of the ideas that I had on, you know, instead if you can't find uh, a group or a networking event that you like, make your own, basically. Yeah, and and, and then a couple of things I'd like to comment. Number one, um, and I think it goes back to what is your overall objective with regard to the networking event that you are going to sponsor? Is it a networking event where you're bringing, um, and I I think you mentioned where, where Larry brings in doctors and things of that nature, so are you bringing people in that you can network with to, to um, hopefully get referrals and this type of thing? Or are you bringing or holding a networking event where you can bring in some of your clients uh, that you can connect with each other? Because one of the things that, that you want to do um, in networking is, is connect your clients or your customers with others. So if, if you're having your own networking event, say, and you're bringing in eight, nine, ten, whatever it is, clients that you have, um, you might ask them to bring some clients that they have with them so that everybody starts meeting other people, they get to know other people, and, uh, you know, they start developing um, the relationships so that they can hopefully get business from that. Obviously, we go to networking events um, to get business. And we go, quite frankly, to, to give business, too. If you're, if you're networking the right way, you're going to uh, networking events to meet people that you can help who, in turn, might be able to help you. And it's, it's a, uh, I don't want to say a give-and-take type thing, but, but you know, the, the whole, whole deal with networking, and it really boils down to, uh, and I like this little phrase I came across, it's give to receive, but do not give to receive. And if you think about that, you're giving referrals so that you'll get referrals back, obviously, but you're not giving them with the ultimate purpose that somebody's going to give you a referral. And I think if you go with that type of attitude, uh, it's, it's going to go a long way for you. But with regard to the individual or the, the uh, events that you might plan yourself, a couple of things you want to want to think about, and, and number one, I think, is uh, – if you've never done it before, um, get some help. Find someone that has sponsored or done networking events before and ask them to give you some help. Uh, most people who have done networking events um, are more than willing to, to help other people and, and, and you know support them in any way they can. 
maybe you want to start out small. Uh, you may want to start out with a very small 10, 12 uh, type of uh, networking event function. One of the things that, that I found, and it's frustrating, and I don't know a way to get around it, is when I've sponsored either workshops or networking events, uh, getting getting folks to RSVP to let you know that they are actually coming to the event. Um, I've had events where I've had four or five people have RSVP'd and all of a sudden 40 people start walking through the door. And you're not prepared. If you say you're serving coffee or donuts or whatever, you're not really prepared for that. So uh, if somebody out there had a magic formula for people to respond uh, to an event, that would that I would love to hear that because that's one of the things I hear from people who do their own events too is I never know how many people are going to show up. Now there's there's ways on, on whatever Eventbrite or whatever and there's different things that you can um, put out there that people can respond to. But even at that, it seems like people wait to the last minute and show up. So uh, if anybody had the magic wand or could wave a magic wand and let me know how to get people to respond, I'd certainly appreciate it. Um, and, and again, uh, I think one of the most important things uh, from uh, planning your own event is really sitting down and, and, and planning what you want to accomplish in that event. You mentioned um, uh, folks, alumni, getting together from various law schools. I, I think that's a great idea, uh, especially if attorneys are in transition. Um, maybe they could sponsor or have their alumni group uh, through their alumni group, sponsor a um, uh, some type of a networking event at a bar or wherever. And again, uh, for for a lot of people, the bar seems to be a very comfortable situation, uh, so that they can talk about you know what they're doing as far as finding um, employment. Uh, or they may pass on. Uh, there may be a lawyer who's working for a firm and he's heard of some uh, an opening that's coming available in their firm. Uh, this type of thing lends itself very well to, to the younger attorneys, the ones that are in transition trying to find uh, employment. And we know right now, quite frankly, there's a lot of um, young lawyers, uh, and I say young lawyers, I'm talking probably those that have been in practice less than five or six years, uh, who are out there um, struggling. Maybe they've opened their own practice. Uh, quite frankly, you get uh, some of the younger lawyers uh, who are brand new, if you will, uh, they can get together and share ideas, share things they've learned. Maybe uh, one lawyer is looking for a secretary and another lawyer uh, happens to know of someone who has a secretary and uh, they don't need that extra person. But if they start a, a referral group like that, and it doesn't necessarily have to be just a business referral group. It could be sharing ideas, sharing thoughts, sharing how to run a law office, and then it starts developing into oh, well, I've got a client over here that you might be able to help and vice versa. And then you start building these relationships with other lawyers. So you're not going there just to uh, look for clients, but that does happen. People begin to know you, and they begin to like you, and they begin to trust you, and they'll refer people to you. You can refer people to them. And it, it really starts out, uh, you know, a very, very wonderful way to, to build your practice. So... Um, you know, I, I would encourage um, both seasoned lawyers, if you will, and even the, the younger lawyers to, to start thinking about having their own networking events because then they can control who they invite. 
Uh, right. If you go to a networking event, you don't know who may be there. If you have your own event, you're controlling the people you want to invite. So, you know, there's, there's trade-offs and there's benefits to both. Well, and, you know, Jim, one of the other things that is such an advantage is being the host of something. Um, your name is all over the marketing and promotional literature as being the host. And people don't host events unless they are uh, host-worthy, I, I suppose. Uh, you really are look like the you know the person in charge and the person of expertise when you're the one who's coordinating the whole deal. So this is a point where we're going to stop in our halfway, uh, not stop, but uh, pause for a second for some more uh, daily legal news and for commercial sponsors. This is our halfway point of the show. And then we'll be back with Jim Thompson for more on networking and referral generation momentarily. For me, daily legal news today, this one comes from uh, it's it's mobileedia.com, M-O-B-I-L-E-D-I-A. So um, this is from, again, www.mobileedia.com. And uh, it was one of the top uh, results when I was searching for daily legal news. And it's Google and Facebook fight the do not track law. It's written by Peter, and it's F-E-R-E-N-C-Z-I, and this is spelling of the last name, and the short of the article is, quote, Google and Facebook, among other Internet companies, are lobbying against California legislation that would require them to obey the Do Not Track or DNT rules, which would improve privacy but could impact online business. The law, sponsored by Senator Alan Lowenthal, would force companies to give away easy or give users easy ways to opt out of personal data gathering online. The legislation, quote, is consistent with California's long history of championing privacy policies, end quote, according to Lowenthal. Google and Facebook, which recently wrote to Lowenthal with their objections, are concerned with the law's adverse effects on their targeted advertising businesses. The companies imply the regulation would make it harder to offer free services, expose the public to security threats, and could be complicated and expensive to enforce. So more about that article is found on the website mobilidia.com or more Likely, you can just search for Google, Facebook, Fight, Do Not Track Law and find all about the tracking law and other information. Now, our next commercial sponsor is our guest today, our very own Jim Thompson in the Get Clients Now program. He's a seasoned attorney and marketing coach, and you should talk to Jim about his program called Get Clients Now if you want to take the crucial steps towards increasing your firm's revenues. The Get Clients Now program offers various time-honored techniques to help you attract new business and encourage referrals. Jim is a recurring guest on the Lawyer's Toolbox show regarding attorney marketing, and to learn more about Jim Thompson and the Midwest Consulting Group, please visit their new website located at lawyersmarketingresource.com where you can also check out testimonials on their site and see what people are saying about Jim and the product in his groups and services. Again, lawyersmarketingresource.com and we want to tell you that Personally, we understand this personal accountability component of the course. I do think the Get Clients Now program is a wonderful opportunity. The format is very easy to use, and it's just a good program. It's good information, things many of us already know a little bit, but also uh, good accountability with a good coach. So I 
I urge you to check out the website, lawyersmarketingresource.com, learn more about uh, the products and services, and uh, talk to Jim Thompson. You can get in touch with him by email. His email is jet, like jet, at midwestconsultants.net. Again, that's jet at midwestconsultants.net. And as we get back to our show, we want to remind our listeners that many of you do find the links to our broadcast through various social media channels. So if you do find one of our links about a show on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, please be kind and share that with other people. And uh, simply by sharing within your network, there's a whole new uh, crop of people who can find this valuable content. So let's uh, bring Jim back live. And Jim, let's uh, continue talking about... About networking events. We talked a little bit about sourcing and finding different events, creating different events. Um, what about some mistakes that people make at some of these networking events? I mean, how can we network wrong? I know that it sounds sort of silly to say you're doing it wrong, but you certainly can as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Nick, and, and that's something that I think, like I mentioned earlier, I've seen a lot of mistakes made at networking events, and quite frankly, I, I think people are getting much better at networking. I, I don't see as much of the um, someone you know trying to hand out as many business cards as they possibly can at networking events. Um, I don't I don't see uh, people flitting around. Hi, how are you? You know, I sell cars. Come and see me if you. You know, I'm a I'm a trial lawyer or I'm a divorce lawyer. And oh, if you ever getting divorced, see me. And they're running on to the next person. And I think that's great. And I think people are starting to. There's, there's been a number of um, uh, people reading or a number of books that have been put out about. Um, I, I mentioned Bob. Berg's Endless Referral Book, which talks about in depth about networking, and we'll talk about the referral aspect of it. Uh, there's a lot of other books. John Janish has a referral machine, and there's seminars, and there's all kinds of, of ways people are learning to network, and I think it's it's actually become um, uh, very beneficial. People are, are, are really starting to learn what networking is about. Having said that, maybe uh, what we ought to talk about is some of the things that you might want to think about when you're networking. And um, now that you've picked or gone to this networking event and you're there, what do you do once you're there? Well, um, I know people have heard People talk about the elevator speech, the 30-second infomercial, and things of that nature. And of course, we'll talk about a little bit about how to how to develop those in a minute. But um, one of the things I think you really, really need to keep in mind when you're when you're going to networking events is an 80-20 rule. And an 80-20 rule is simply this. And I know it's, this is going to be very difficult for lawyers because um, Everybody knows how we what we like to talk and talk about ourselves, but the 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 thing with networking and the important thing that we're going to talk about for a couple of minutes here is letting the other person talk. The person that you're with, let them talk to you. You find out about them, uh, and that's basically what I mean by the eighty twenty rule. When you meet someone. Um, you know, the normal course of a conversation is, hi, I'm Jim Thompson, you know, what do you do, and I do this, and then what do you do, I do this. And then 
develop a number of questions. Now, uh, when I say develop a number of questions, sometimes people look at me like, what are you talking about? I can, and lawyers especially, they can ask questions. You know, they're good at the cross-examination thing. But I'm talking about um, being able to draw out of someone, talking about their family, talking about what they do, uh, talking about their recreational activities. So have two or three or four you know, stock questions when you meet someone and they introduce themselves and you introduce yourself, talk about that, what they do. Ask them, you know, they may say, well, Jim, what do you do? And I say, well, I do this. Then you give them a short little 10-second type thing. But, you know, Nick, I, I really, I'm really interested in what you do. Tell me, tell me more about you. You know, how did you get into the business you're in? Tell me about the business you're in. Uh, tell me, you know, some of the some of the problems you're having in your business, or, or what do you see the trends uh, in your business? Uh, and, and then you can get going and, and get that person talking to you. You can talk about what do they like to do when they're not working on their business. They might like to sail. They may have a sailboat. They may like to play golf. Um, and you start developing that relationship with someone, and that person is going to start liking you. Um, beginning to like you, beginning to know about you, beginning to trust you, and you haven't said very much at all because you've let them talk. So I, I think this is very, very important that when you go to a networking event and you're meeting people. Now, I, I kind of like the idea of when I go to a networking event, uh, obviously the, the thing I mentioned before was um, hopefully there will be 60% of the people at this networking event I already know and another 40% that, that maybe I've, I've maybe seen before or I don't know. I try very, very hard to, or I try to do this, is you know to say hello to the people I already know and, and reacquaint yourself and that type of thing. But I really try to, to get around to meet, uh, and I don't want to say as many people as possible, but I, I try to meet, say, five or six people that I might connect with. Now, if you happen to be at a networking event where, um, and we've all been to these, where somebody stands up and they give the 20, 30-second infomercial. Some of them go on much longer than that. But listen to and, and make a note of somebody that you may want to meet, whether that's a person that might be a good client or customer for you or may be in a business that could provide you with leads or referrals to customers. They could become a referral partner. Um, if you just go to a networking event where you don't have that type of uh, situation where somebody stands up and, and talks a little bit about what they do, um, then you're pretty much on your own. Um, but you know, maybe you're at the event and, and, and you see a friend of yours, you know, that they're talking to somebody you don't know. Don't obviously infringe on their conversation, but kind of gently let them know that, you know, uh, you'd like to, to meet that person. Hopefully when you, you know, walk over there, they're going to introduce you to the person and that type of thing, and you can start talking to them and finding out what they do and, you know, asking them the questions, making them feel comfortable. One of the things... Um, when you go to networking events, uh, 
and, and this goes back to hosting a networking event that makes it really neat is when you're hosting a networking event or you're, say, a, an ambassador to a chamber of commerce, you can actually go up to new people and introduce yourself and, and make them feel comfortable uh, and that's part of your job and you're not really infringing upon them. And then you can, you know, I, I, I just said, Nick, how are you? It's great meeting you. Listen, I want to take you over and introduce you to Tom over here, this type of thing. As an ambassador or as your own event, you're, you're the host. You can do things like that. But even if you're not the host or an ambassador to an event, if you know somebody and you're talking to them and you find out that they may be in a business that uh, one of your other friends or colleagues our associates may be interested in, take them over and introduce them. This is kind of the key because as you start introducing people, um, people are going to see you kind of as a, a center of influence. So therefore, they're going to want to know you so that you, that you can then introduce them to other people. And of course, that makes you more popular. And I don't mean popular in the sense of a popularity contest, but you're giving. And, and the whole idea of networking as far as I'm concerned and, and, and people that I know that, that teach us is you're giving more than you anticipate receiving because quite frankly if you give more you're probably going to get more back so don't go into an idea of uh, okay I'm going to give Nick a lead and I expect to give or Nick gives me a lead back or a referral not a lead but a referral back um, no don't do that I mean I may give Nick 25 referrals I'm never thinking Nick's got to give me one in return. He may or may not. He may not be in a position to do that, but he may know somebody that uh, can uh, he can refer to me and that type of thing. You want you want to be a giver, and if you're a giver, you're going to you're going to get back uh, quite a bit more. Um, now, again, one of the things you you want to really really narrow down on when you go to networking events. Hopefully, uh, you're being um, you're not going totally cold. And if you have to go totally cold and you don't know anybody, well, you know, that's fine. Do it because the more you do it, the better you're going to get. But hopefully you go to a networking event or you know you're going to a networking event, say, tonight. And and I know that, Nick, you're going with going to be at that event. And I go, well, Nick, you know, um, when I'm there, uh, you know, could you introduce me to a couple people you know who, you know, say I'm a domestic or a divorce lawyer or you know, I sell widgets. Can you introduce me to somebody that might be a good prospect or a good referral or a good person for me to know? If I ask Nick to do that, he's got that in the back of his mind. Hey, this is something I can do for Jim. And then Jim may know, see somebody at this event that he happens to know from before that he didn't know was going to be at the event. He takes Nick over and introduces Nick. So it's it's one of these things that you, you've got to be aware of uh, of helping the other person out because that's going to come back, uh, quite frankly, uh, many times over. One of the things I I like to to, to tell people as far as uh, networking is listen, listen for what people are saying so that uh, you might not be able to help that person right then and there, but you know, tomorrow, the next day, or day after, somebody might come along and all of a sudden they might mention something and say, you know what, I was talking to Nick the other day and uh, this will be right up his alley. Let me give Nick a call. Um, what I like to do uh, with, with folks that I know is, is I have their phone numbers in my, my cell phone. And so um, if I'm meeting with someone and, and I know that 
that, that they're really in need of public relations work. Uh, I can dial on my cell phone, speed dial, call Nick. Hey, Nick, I'm here with John, and, and, and probably won't get Nick on the phone because, you know, we're all going, and it all goes into voicemail. But I, I let Nick know that I've met someone that he probably needs to connect with, and therefore, um, there's a, it, it's, a, it's not a direct introduction, but Nick now knows that I've introduced him to John over here. John knows that he can call Nick or Nick can call John. Uh, one of the other things that, that you can do, too, is, is have, um, and, and I've got a uh, template uh, in, my, um, in my email thing where, say I met Nick tonight and um, I know somebody that might be a good connection for Nick. They might not be at the, the event, but uh, I, I send an email to this person saying, John, I met Nick at this event I was at tonight, and I think the two of you uh, might be a good fit. This is what Nick does. Uh, why don't you give him a call, and I'll, and I'll send a copy of, of that email that I sent out to Nick so that, again, they're, they're not total strangers. Nick's not calling them totally out of the blue, or John's not calling Nick totally out of the blue. They have some idea of, of, of why they want to connect up. So I think if you listen to some of the things that, that people are saying, and that's why I say listen, 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 80-20 rule. Think of that when you go to a networking event. Let people... Um, uh, tell you what they do, what they're looking for, what helps them, and uh, it, it will just, it's, it's amazing. The more you find out about people, uh, the more you'll be able to help them, and quite frankly, the more they'll be able to help you. Very true, um, Jim. Very true. We're going to pause for our last break, but one of the things that I wanted to comment on as well is that um, I remember advice from someone in the past that said, you know, the same thing, listen, listen, listen. Uh, the, the best conversations come from the people who ask the best questions. And oftentimes you'll hear someone say, I talked to Jim last night. We had the best conversation. And Jim didn't say but two or three words. And they did all the talking. But they're going to tell people that had a great conversation, and that, that happens more and more. You know, you show someone that you're interested in them, and you want to hear about what they have to say. You now have... Um, you know, uh, from a human capital standpoint, you are not, they're, they're investing in you by telling you all about uh, about your thing. So if you just listen to them and then follow up with questions about what they're talking about, that's a good thing to do. What you don't want to do is listen to everything they say and then respond as if it's like your own <laughs> counter, um, you know, response to what they have to say and tell them all the same things because then it just looks like you're waiting for your turn to talk. Um, so, you know, really have a good conversation with someone. The only thing that I wonder about is what do we do if everyone takes this advice Everyone goes to networking events. Everyone will be sitting there listening. No one's going to do the talking, so um, that would be funny. Anyways, we're going to pause for our final break here. We bring you law practice management resources at this point in the show, and then we're going to tell you about a few of them from ABA Book Publishing, also from Law Bulletin Publishing Company, and from Law Publicist Communications. First, the little book of hunting and fishing law from ABA Law Pub. Uh, 
ABA Publishing. Again, it's the little book of hunting and fishing law. It examines where the law and hunting and fishing have intersected, often with intriguing results. You can find cases involving personal injuries, criminal offenses, product liability, intellectual property, and even freedom of religion that will provoke thought and provide hours of compelling reading. This book takes a light-hearted look at 13 cases involving hunting and fishing, including issues involved with exploding shotguns, poaching, trademarked fishing poles, and search and seizure, recovering lost profits, animal sacrifice, assumption of risk, and much more. In addition, the book features 13 hook and bullet sidebars with historical perspective from some very interesting and obscure sources. If you're a hunter or fisherman or know a lawyer who is, this book can make a fascinating addition to any outdoorsman's collection. Discover an entirely new facet to these popular pastimes with this one-of-a-kind book. Again, from ABA Publishing, the new release is called The Little Book of Hunting and Fishing Law. Secondly, from Law Bulletin Publishing Company, when you subscribe to the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin and Chicago Lawyer Magazine, you will receive up-to-date legal news from Chicago and around Illinois. Also, check out the Law Bulletin blog, Attorneys in Transition, which offers advice and tips for those lawyers going through a career transition. It also hosts a monthly career seminar for lawyers in flux in their careers. I am one of the weekly advice columnists published by the Attorneys in Transition site, and I do hope that you stop by and leave your comment at attorneysintransition.com. Finally, from Law Publicist Communications, we get your clients and colleagues talking about you. Do you know what they're going to say? Do you need to create a logo, a website, or a brand image? Do you have time to do all of these things yourself, or does your staff? You can hand us the keys or let us consult with you to help make sense of public relations for law firms and businesses. Law Publicist Communications is a public relations agency serving lawyers and professional services firms. We put you on the map and get people talking about you and your firm. Please visit our home website at www.alrpra.com or search for Google for Law Publicist Communications for more information. And our final commercial sponsor is Credit Damage Expert George Finder. Your credit score and reputation are valuable assets, and if you suffer damage to your credit score, you should consider your damages. Credit damage expert George Finder is an expert who can put a dollar amount on damage to your credit score. George Finder is one of the only credit damage experts in the country, and attorneys and plaintiffs who have retained his services have earned huge damage awards in various practice areas, such as personal injury, employment law, family law, and general civil litigation. By learning to incorporate credit damage questions into the intake process, you and your staff will learn how to spot credit damage events worthy of retaining George Finder's credit damage analysis services. Available nationwide, credit damage expert George Finder is available for consulting to damage the credit reputation, and his website with more information, including a video, is located at www.creditdamageexpert.com. Again, that's creditdamageexpert.com for more information about George Finder and his expert services. Now, we are going to go back to uh, Jim Thompson to round out our show in the last segment. Um, Jim, we talked a lot about um, conduct at networking events and uh, really keeping quiet and listening uh, to those uh, who have uh, good things to say. What are some other tips um, moving forward once we start getting into the the rhythm of these events and, and building these relationships and seeing people from time to time? Well, one of the things that, that uh, and I mentioned the questions, and I've got a list of questions that I've developed and I've gotten from Bob Berg. If anybody would like a list of about ten questions, and you'll never use all of them, you use one or two or three of them, you know, you can email me, and I would be glad to send those to you. 
Um, one of the other things that, that comes up sometimes, and I mentioned business cards, and I usually will never give out a business card unless I am asked for one. Now, how does I get somebody to ask me for a business card? Quite frankly, I ask them for theirs. And if they're uh, fascinated, if you will, with me, they'll ask me for my business card. But I, I don't. I don't usually give out business cards um, uh, unless somebody specifically asks me for one. And, of course, you can get people to ask you for one that way. Um, one of the things that I just want to touch base, and I know we're, we're running out of time, but I tell you the hour goes by so fast, um, is what happens after you've gone to a networking event. I just touched briefly on some follow-up because, you know, you can go to all the networking, you can go to, seven, eight, ten, fifteen networking events a week and you get all these business cards, etc. And then what do you do? Well, um, if you don't follow up, and when I say follow up, um, and again, my 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 following up I'm talking about in general. I'm not talking about, hey, Nick, it was great meeting you and by the way I want all your business type thing. I, you know, again, um you can send an email uh, that that and I mentioned that before. I kind of don't like sending emails to people that I've just met. Um, what I like to do is send them a personal note card. Um, and again, I'm going to mention Bob Berg's book again because one of the things that he mentions <clears throat> and he shows in his book is a little a card that fits in a, a regular size envelope. Very small, uh, or very, you know, put your name. I'd put a picture on it. I think um, having a picture on your business cards and having a picture on this little note card, and if you get Bob Berg's book or if you want me to send you um, something that will show you the, the card itself, I'll be glad to do it. But, you know, have your name on your um, picture because we meet so many people at networking events, sometimes we forget who they are, but if we see a picture of them, it, it really helps. And I'll take one of these little note cards and, um, you know, send it out. That night I get home, you know, hopefully I've got maybe five or six, you know, people that I've talked to that I want to meet. I'll send, hey, Nick, it was great meeting you. I look forward to seeing you again. Just something very simple. And, and why that works is because people don't do it. If I send Nick a note card, I would almost guarantee you that all the people he met at a networking event, there might not be anybody that sends him anything. They may send him a, an email, but do they send them a, you know, a nice handle card? Hey, Nick, great seeing you. I look forward to seeing you again. You start developing that re relationship, and there's no better way to start that relationship than um, you know, a, a personalized note card. You know, hand write it out and and send it on off. Um, you know, right after the networking event. Um, something else that that I did mention, and I, I want to. We we meet people at a networking event that we may um, they may be potential clients of ours, they may be potential referral partners of ours, or they may probably never do business with us. But don't count them out. If you meet somebody. And you, you know, get that impression that they're probably not going to become a client. What they do would never fit in with what you do. Uh, they, they probably would never become a referral partner. Don't write them off. 
again, if you meet someone like that, send them a little note. Hey, Nick, it was nice meeting you. Uh, again, look forward to seeing you again. That will remind them of possibly what you do, and they may in turn give you referrals from someone else. So make sure that you follow up. Following up is probably one of the hardest things. And we go home, I do it, I think everybody I know does it. We go home and we have, you know, a, a desk full of business cards of people we've met. Um, some of those people um, we want to stay in touch with some. You know, we just, for, for whatever reason, somebody gave us a business card, we picked up a business card, we'll never probably talk to or see those people again, but we've got a stack of business cards. Try to separate your business cards into, you know, I usually try to do it with three different stacks, A, B, and C. A are people that I really want to stay in touch with. B, I'm not really sure uh, we, we could be beneficial to each other. And C, clients or, or people I've met are probably that we never do business with, but I don't throw those away. Um, I'll keep them with a rubber band around them, and every once in a while, in fact, it happened today, um, somebody was asking me about someone, and they needed something, and I go, wait a minute, uh, let me go back to this stack of cards over here. I go through it and found a card. Uh, probably somebody that I would never do business with and probably would never think about referring business to them, but somebody specifically asked about something, and it was in the back of my mind that I had met someone, and I had those in the stack of cards somewhere, and I was able to find it. Um, I would certainly suggest that you have some type of um, Outlook or ACT or one of those other types of um, computer programs where you can keep track of people you've met, uh, keep track of, of what you said, what they've said to you, uh, keep track of, uh, you know, you might want a calendar that you want to follow up with them in a week, this type of thing, because it's so easy in the way the world is today to meet a bunch of people, uh, put out information, and then forget all about the fact that you I sent a letter to Nick three weeks ago, and I should have followed up with him, and I didn't. And we all I, I caught myself doing that today myself when I was going through some stuff earlier this morning. We all do that. And, you know, the, the, if we can kind of make sure that we put everything in place, that that's not going to happen, we're much better off. It's not saying it won't happen, but uh, we need systems. And, and the, one of the things is a referral system. Uh, think about there, there's a great book. Uh, John Janis wrote a book on uh, the referral engine, and he talks about referral systems, the same thing with Berg. If you put something in a system, you're going to do something on a regular basis, and you start developing habits, uh, and, and that's what really what we want to do. I come home tonight, I'm tired, but if I can put four or five or six cards in my um, or information into my Outlook, I'll do that before I go to bed. Now, sometimes I don't always do that, but uh, I try as best I can to keep up with that instead of having 30, 40 cards that I've got to, or information that i got to put into my, my Outlook, uh, say, on Friday afternoon. I try to keep up with it on a regular basis so that we get into that habit of doing that. Um, you know, we've covered a lot of things, Nick, and we've covered them really quick. Yeah. Um, and an hour when you start talking about certain things, uh, it just seems to go by so so darn fast. But I would certainly 
recommend um, that, uh, and if anybody has any questions on things that we've talked about, if you wanted to shoot me an email, you know, I'll be glad to, to correspond with them. But I would certainly, um, if, if nothing else, um, buy Bob Berg's book, The Endless Referrals, um, and it's B-U-R-G, Bob Berg, and I think you can get it from Amazon for about 13 or $14. Um, and it's it's not it's just the type of book you're going to keep as a referral piece uh, to refer back and forth to go to a networking event, you know, take a quick look at it and oh yeah, refresh your memory. Yeah, I should be doing that and you know that would help that type of thing. Uh, it's in the book he talks about starting your own networking events. Um, so there's a whole chapter on you know your your own uh, events. So uh, just a wealth of information and. and um, I would certainly, that's one of the best books I've ever seen. So I would suggest that uh, that people take a look at that and, you know, uh, go out and buy it. There you go. Um, yeah, the show did go pretty fast, but it's good information and it's good to hear it from time and time uh, to refresh refresh our recollections of what types of things we should be doing. Again, I think that one thing that I'll say about networking generally is uh, quantity or uh, quality over quantity. Um, I agree with that. I think that I have spent, the, and the more that I get out there, the the less the less people I'm actually talking to, but the better conversations I'm having. And then I'm looking forward to knowing them and seeing them again uh, the next time because if you only talk to someone for uh, you know, two minutes, you're not really going to even remember enough about them to, you know, you might not even remember their name next time. So, um, you know, it's all, this is all good information. Jim, I thank you for your time today in uh, being our guest. Well, I appreciate it, Nick, and I appreciate the fact that you have me on your program on a regular basis. Well, I appreciate that you continue to give us good content. So as long as you have good stuff to talk about, we'll keep having you on. So we want to also uh, take this opportunity to uh, remind our guests to share our programming that they find in Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or other places on the net. Uh, that's really how we promote our show, and we've had thousands and thousands of listeners from all over the world. I'm proud to say that uh, based on um, based on the activity of our fans out there, so it means a lot to us. We also want to thank our commercial sponsors. We had number one, Nancy K. Ducharme of the Law Offices of Nancy K. Ducharme. Secondly, we had Steve Fretzen and the Sales Results Incorporated Group. Third, Jim Thompson of Midwest Consulting Group and the Get Clients Now program. Fourth, credit damage expert George Finder. Again, you can find all of our archive broadcast shows at our website at Law Publicist Communications site, uh, which is currently still at ALRPRA.com until we make the official transition to the new domain uh, coming up shortly. Again, anyone who wants to know about a name change, we're going to be doing a name change program uh, coming up um within the next uh, month or so talking about all the different things such as domain name equity and everything that goes along with a, a, cha a name change. Sometimes it's a, a very useful thing, but there are some bumps along the way. So we're going to try to iron those out for you. Uh, again, by way of disclaimer, this is a general information program. Advice shared on the show does not constitute legal advice and results may vary based on facts and location. This communication with attorneys on the show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship. Programming is politically neutral and objective, and counterpoints to views expressed are always welcomed. Law Talk Radio is produced by Law Publicist Communications, an ALRPRA incorporated agency, and Law Talk Radio does not necessarily endorse all of the opinions expressed by guests and callers. Unconfidential and rights to this broadcast are reserved. 
Again, our Law Talk Radio broadcasts our program to bring our attorney and non-attorney audiences the tips, tools, and practice area information and news they can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers of legal services. With our guests and listeners located worldwide, we appreciate the opportunity to use this socially networked radio program to bring people together and share collective intelligence. Again, this is Nick Augustine, and we thank you for your time.